Hey, this is Yasmin, and you're listening to episode 18 of In Todd We Trust, the podcast that reviews the most popular movies in theaters and also gets off topic. Today, we'll be discussing Five Feet Apart. I love it. It looks um, awesome. <laughs> definitely still that from you all. All yeah. right. Um, welcome to episode 18 of In Todd We Trust. We have Yasmin with us today. Hi. Um, Pumped up uh, to have her on. She came by and actually sat in on the podcast. Um, what was that? The Academy Awards episode. Yes. So when we did that one, you came in and observed because uh, she also has a podcast that just started up. It hasn't released yet to the public, but they're in the processing or process of recording. Um, if you want to talk about that. Yes. Okay. That. So I will talk about it because Todd is the reason that my podcast is up and running. No, I, I don't know. That's <laughs> the, you give me too much credit. I just helped. Todd is a, an expert about all the equipment in this oh. room. And, uh, yeah. So hella appreciation. No towards problem. You. Trial and error. <laughs> That's all it is. Um, okay. So my podcast is titled, uh, Dearborn Girl. Uh, I've produced co-producing it with my best friend Rima and basically, it's a place for women in Dearborn that are Arab and or Muslim to sort of reclaim our narrative and reclaim the mic and um, have courageous conversations. So we are currently just recording everything right now. We're hoping to drop sometime in the spring. Today's the first day of spring, so we still have lots of time. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so don't, don't look at the clock just yet. Yeah, yeah, Give don't look. Time. No, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I... Uh, when when you uh, came up here that time, I knew that, you know, obviously we talked about, like, okay, you're going to have to come up on my podcast sometime. So I'm glad we found a movie that worked um, Yeah, today. I was super excited when you texted me. I was like, yes, I would love to. Yeah, it's you know, it's a lot of fun, like, just coming in here, honestly, as you've probably seen, you know, coming in here recording. Uh, so this week we're going to review uh, Five Feet Apart. Um, we did not, so I have a rule that we don't talk about the movie at all until we get on the mic, just so that all the conversation is, like, authentic and like you're seeing like the first reactions from both of us uh but she did mention that she did not like the movie I just don't just throw it out there now she (laughs) threw it out there to me and I was like okay I did like the movie so we're gonna go through it but uh but just for starters um unfortunately uh you're a wolverine unfortunately um, that is true and (laughs) not unfortunately for me (laughs) so today So today, I, you know, I made sure to wear my gear um, to remind you of not only this past weekend, but just uh, this entire basketball season. You know, it's been a great basketball season for the Spartans. We got, we got cheated with the seating for the tournament, but um, as far as just whooping on the Wolverines this year. Why I mean, are was... you limiting it to just basketball? You guys yeah. have a, a history of beating us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm just I'm just talking, yeah, I was just talking about, you know, the most recent victory, but yeah, I mean, it's been, you know, and I think I, I need to take that sound bite out and, and use it um, when talking to other Wolverines because of the fact that, um, you know, they're, they're quick to bring up, you know, quote-unquote history uh, of, like, years and years ago, and I'm like, you know, you, you got to do something in the new millennium. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not doing much. You know, if we're just looking at the past, you know, 19 years, you're not that impressive of a school. You know, you're not a top, you're not a top 10 school, you know, top 25 program. Anyway, I won't go on that because I could do a whole podcast about uh, Michigan versus Michigan State sports. However, I just wanted to bring that up since I know you're a Wolverine. I mean, the only reason I'm not heavily arguing with you right now is because I do like your sweatshirt and your jacket. And you always seem to have really cool, like, MSU gear on. Thank you. I'll get you some. Also, you're you're (laughs) talking to the least interested sports fan ever. Okay, all right. So, like, (laughs) you you win all arguments (laughs) because, like, I don't really know. Yeah, that's fair. No, at least you're honest. Um, But, yeah, I had to bring that up. So... Did you, um, I know I sent over a, like, run a show for the episode. Do you have a favorite song? Yes, I do. For this week, what is it? It is Workout by Chance the Rapper. Workout. When did, when did that come out? July 18th, 2018. Oh, or man, no, you sorry, know, yeah. th- are you a big Chance fan? Yeah, it was 2018. I, I'm a big Chance fan. It was funny because um, he released a whole bunch of music over oh, the summer. like the four, was this yeah. part of like four pack? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I remember the day because um, it's actually my cousin's birthday. Okay. And um, I'm very excited because he just got married. Yeah. And he's re- he, uh, his wife found out she's pregnant and he's releasing yeah. another album. 
So. I oh, I did not see. I don't know if I saw that. So that is for sure. He's releasing another album soon. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I'm very excited. I'm a huge Chance fan. Um, the song specifically, Workout, he just kind of talks about how things in his life are kind of like matching and coming together. And I nice. feel like that's been my current mantra and my current like the season I'm in where yeah. things are like slowly working out and I'm seeing like the, the greater picture. So it's just nice. And it's a nice reminder. And he's also my favorite. So yeah, no, <laughs> Ch- Chance is really popular. Uh, I used to really, really not like Chance, the person. And then, which I know is crazy to say because that's like everyone loves Chance. The most unpopular opinion I've ever heard in my life. (sighs) Probably, probably so right now, you know, but but I actually, so I've changed, I changed my stance. I saw, I watched the interview with him um, and it, and it made me change because I just didn't feel like he was really genuine. I felt like he was, uh, yeah, I didn't feel like he was, he was real. I I thought like this whole like positive attitude, like I'm always super skeptical of people like that for whatever reason. Uh, maybe because I'm cynical at times, but I do. Uh, I do like Chance. Okay. I do like Chance now. Okay. He, he's grown on me. Uh, some sometimes he he still gets on my nerves a little bit, but uh, he has grown on me. And I do like some of his music. I'm not a huge fan of all his music, but he definitely has some hits. Okay, for sure. So did you think that his uh, persona or his activism was disingenuous? Um, probably probably a little bit of both. Like I just didn't know if it was coming, um, if it was coming from a pure place. Like I, you know. Him being, um, you know, him being very vocal about being a Christian and things like that. Mm, like and, Christian, I, and I am the as Christian well. rapper. Okay. And I am as well. I'm, I'm a Christian as well. So, I mean, just, just watching him and not, you know, nitpicking at everything he does, but just like that teetering that line, you know, when I see people do that where it's like, you know, you're like, he's like a Christian rapper, but like, you're also not like on these other songs. Like, what are you talking about here? Like, that doesn't kind of match yeah. up with the content. Like, I, you know, whatever. So that was kind of that. And I didn't know if he was and also his whole, like, I'm not signed to a label, but like. I'm gonna whine until I get a Grammy. So it's like, what? Like, do you yeah. care? Do you not care? Like, I don't know. But I do. I do like Chance. Not yet. You know, not, yeah. So I, I am on the. I am on. Uh, I'm not on the Chance train, but um, but I'm now like, all right, yeah, he's cool. Okay. You know, he's not not the biggest fan, but you know, he's cool. Okay. Cool. Follow him on Instagram. Okay. Double tap. Oh, okay. So as yeah. long as you follow him on Instagram, that's how you know. It's I'm real. at least curious. I'm at least curious. You know, what I mean, like I don't like Steph Curry, but I'm at least curious of what he's up to. So I follow Steph Curry as well. Whoa, yeah. This is Steph, Steph Curry. Not liking Steph Curry is strictly because he, um, because he's a Golden State, and I and I like LeBron. So uh, he, they've had the, okay. all those battles now. So that's why I don't like Steph Curry. Okay, that's no, really what it comes I, from. I feel that. I think I I definitely like LeBron more. Okay, good. But I good. also like him more for different reasons, like his activism. Right. And, okay. Yeah. And Steph, Steph, from all accounts, from what I'm hearing and what I see, he's a good dude. Yeah. He seems very smug on the basketball court, but from what I hear, he's a, he's a good guy. Okay. Um, my song of the week is uh, "Wish You Were Gay" by Billie Eilish, um, which is a song of her talking about how she really is into this guy mm-hmm. and he's not interested in her. And she's basically saying, I wish the reason you didn't oh, wow. like me was that you were gay and not that you just weren't interested oh, in me. Because wow. then wow. she'd have a better excuse for why he doesn't like her. So oh, wow. um, good song. It's a really good song. That is intense. I'm going to have to go listen to that later. I really like, yeah, I really like Billie Eilish. So um, I actually have a signed vinyl from, of her uh, first album. Wow. So second album is coming out next month. Um, I'm super pumped about it. Really like her. Um, so, other something else I wanted to bring up real quick. Um, I went to LA last week, and on my flight back, or actually flew to Florida after, but I had a layover in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So get to Atlanta, and sure enough, to oh I'm sorry no no, no I'm not not this was in Atlanta's airport I was in sorry I've been. Doing too much. You've been around. like traveling. Jeez, yeah, been jet setter. He doesn't much. even know where he's been, you right? guys. <laughs> <laughs> Big time, guys. Uh, no, in the LA airport on the way to Atlanta, um, I see fifty in the, <laughs> in the in the line. Yeah, in the TSA line. So he and he didn't. I have TSA pre-check. He didn't even have pre-check. So that really made me feel like a baller because wow. I'm like, wow, fifty doesn't even have. <laughs> so you just yes, walk he's right regular. By him, like. Yeah, he's regular. So I see fifty and I'm like, yo, that's crazy. So. Uh, he has like this, this like platinum jacket and like obviously like a couple guys around him and stuff. So I see him. So I go through pre-check, get to my uh, terminal, chilling, and then um, pre-boarding onto my flight before everyone else got on was uh, two chains and then Ti. No way! Why? So why I'm why like, they what? All there? So they're on my flight to Atlanta, right? So um, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, and I'm like, all right, two chains, Ti. Just got on my flight, saw 50 earlier, 
And I didn't go up to any of them and start rapping. And that was <laughs> the biggest regret of my life now is that I didn't at least give them like 16 just to let them know what I have up my sleeve and then possibly get a deal. Like that could have been a life altering moment and I just let it slip through my fingers. Okay, so you have a chance to redeem yourself. You know that. Like right so. in this very moment. Oh, by dropping something right now? Yeah, yeah, go for I it. I mean, you know, here's the thing though. Um, I don't know if they're ever going to hear this. Um, and then also, I'd like it to be like, like when I rap now, I feel like my I feel like my my skills. Also, you know, I'm not actually a rapper. Just don't. I don't want anyone to actually be listening to this and be like, "Yo, does Ty actually think he's a rapper?" I uh, but I know I you know I can kind of put some things together. Like I'm hearing some of the crap that comes out now, and I'm like, okay, if that guy made it, like I yeah. come on now, I know I can put something together, like a hook and like a few like mumble some words together that makes a hit if I have a good producer, right? So um, I actually did have a mixtape in eighth grade. Did you? That's Fun amazing. Fact, had a mixtape uh, and, uh, and also created an account on Hot New Hip Hop and upload, uploaded a single. Wow. Yeah. I'm so going to have to go look. I will not tell you what my rap name was. That way you can't look it up. No, but please. I don't you have to send it to me later. I can't. I don't know if I can send it to you. <laughs> but it is, uh, it is really good. I was ahead of my time. Like sometimes when I, you know. On the occasion when I go back and listen to it, you know, I give myself goosebumps. You know, so just <laughs> I give myself just, goosebumps. I'm just saying, I was ahead uh, of my time. So, and I think uh, Ti and Two Chains would have agreed if they would have heard me. So maybe another time, if I do meet them and give it get a chance to, you know, play my song from eighth grade or spit something new, I think they would agree with me. I so. think that was the universe telling you something. I genuinely believe that. Like the fact that you saw all three of them. On two, even two separate right? occasions in right. the yeah no that's weird it's something yeah the I'm universe say, is all talking time. to you Todd yeah you need uh, to listen hey, right <laughs> I need to respond um yeah so uh, so yeah I had to I had to tell that tell that story I was I was pumped to see all of them and it's just funny like they become so regular when you see them you know what I mean like you see them on TV and you expect like you see them in real, and obviously like I'm a grown man now like I'm not a kid so it's not like I was expecting them to like have this aura off of them like glowing but it is like cool to be like oh like TI's like shorter than me like you know what I mean Yeah uh and they don't look that eccentric like TI if he would have had a hat on and like just been walking and wasn't escorted like I probably wouldn't have peeped him out Oh wow You know like 2 Chains was probably the most eccentric looking like yeah like the long hair like a hat he had his like yeah. Uh, his dog with him and stuff like that. So actually, uh, I was standing here uh, at the Foundation Hotel in the lobby the other day, yeah. and the uh, this big uh, Escalade comes up. I wasn't paying attention. I was on my phone texting, yeah. and apparently Big Sean walked right oh, by really? me. So I was standing with Rima. We we had just finished recording, and she's like, "Oh yeah, that was Big Sean." And so I like look up and I see this guy walking with his hat, and like it, it, apparently Big Sean just like completely walked by. So you don't. So I feel like things probably happen sometimes, but you just like people just walk by and you're. Just just like oh yeah you just don't yeah you just yeah you don't realize it so um that would have been dope though i like big sean yeah me um, too i'm a big big sean fan um i don't want to go down this whole uh train of thought but ariana grande have you seen the rumors that they might be back. canoodling again back yeah. back again i don't know if they're back officially but they were spotted together and he broke up with janae Iko. so that is a dumb uh, move on his part that is a dumb move um that is a dumb move. She's she's beautiful and very talented. I do think I so I love Ariana Grande. <laughs> uh, I think that Ariana Grande is maybe more talented than Janae Aiko. Not maybe. I think she's more talented. Um, but Janae Aiko is, is beautiful, and she that's is. A, that that's a good move. He he messed that up. I just think they looked super beautiful together, and yeah, they, they just looked very happy. But at the same time. Big Sean, if he's happier with Ariana Grande and he brings her to the Foundation Hotel oh, man. and they decide to hang out here it. when I'm here. I would um, lose it. If I was sitting in here recording <laughs> and I like looked out and saw them getting out of his Escalade, I would I would lose it. I don't, I mean, I don't even know if I would care unless she started singing. Then I would be it's like, her. Oh. I mean, her, I would go up and be like, hey, like, no disrespect, Big Sean, but like also disrespect. Um, <laughs> Ariana, are you happy? Like, if you're are not 100% <laughs> happy, like I too am or could be a rapper. Like, wow, you know I mean? like, it's we, that deep. Yeah, I mean, you know, if that's what I have to do, like, I will 100% rap if it means I get Ariana Grande. So, um, <laughs> anyway, into Five Feet Apart. Yes. Um, quick description for it. A pair of teenagers with life-threatening illnesses uh, meet in a hospital and fall in love. Um, very quick description. Um, we have Cole Sprouse in this um, from Sweet, like, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Um, this came out March 15th. Very recent. Um, and then he's also in Riverdale now as well. Do you watch mm, Riverdale? I don't watch Riverdale. I don't either. A lot of people have uh, been telling me I need to watch it. Uh, maybe I will. Um, he's also Will in this movie. 
Um, and then we have Haley Lou Richardson, who is Stella in the movie. So those are our two main people. Um, writers and directors of this also did The Curse of La Leona, which is odd. Okay. Um, and that's like the only other thing they've done. So okay. I'm like, uh, both of them coming out this year. One is a horror, one is a love film. Not that, you know, you're. Con- I've said this before, like not as a writer, you're confined to just one genre, but that is odd that those are the two things yeah. you've done. Um, movie's about two hours long. Yes. Uh, so, like I said at the beginning, you stated that you were not the biggest fan of it. Um, would you like to start with an opening statement as to why? <laughs> My defense. Yeah, what's your okay, defense? Okay, so I guess I'll give a thesis and then we can uh, delve <laughs> yeah. into more. Um, so the story was super sad. Yes. Um, I loved the aspect of shedding light on cystic fibrosis because... Mm-hmm. I didn't know a lot about cystic fibrosis. Neither and did I. I actually, can, to be completely frank, I didn't know anything about cystic fibrosis. Yeah. Um, you see randomly on TV those commercials about cystic fibrosis. Um, right. But it wasn't anything that I had ever looked into because I, I've never encountered actually anybody with cystic fibrosis. And that's definitely a privilege. So I think the movie did a really good job of shedding light mm-hmm. on how it affects teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, or young people or people in general that have it. But I think the story was overcomplicated. And I think there were certain aspects that made the movie less cohesive than it could have been. And mm-hmm. it could have delved deeper into like really pulling out heartstrings when there were parts that were just blatantly cheesy yeah. and parts where they just overcomplicated s- certain characters' storylines. Um, so, for example... Do you want me to like? Oh yeah, this? you you can go going? ahead. Keep you know what? I'll, I'll start. I'll start by saying yeah. Before you just completely shred the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll start <laughs> by saying I was skeptical of it to start. So before I even saw it, I uh, I looked, and um, I saw Cole Sprouse was in it, and I'm always skeptical to see like a child, you know, hood actor, um, who comes up and decides they're gonna play like a big boy role. Mm, um, and okay. I'm like, all right, like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody has this translate. Like, are you a real actor? Is this gonna be like a cheesy, yeah. um, like freeform ABC Family type of type of movie that just made it to the big screen? Like, I, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. So I was skeptical. Um, I'll admit. Uh, going into it though, I do love again why I even decided to go see it and then review it in the first place. I love romance movies. Um, Aww, are you a hopeless I romantic? Do. I don't know if I'd describe myself oh, in okay. that way, but I would say that I, I definitely love rom coms. Um, okay. So I, I was excited to go see this, um, and then it reminded me. I mean, even before going to see it, and then definitely confirmed going after I went to go see it. Um, you know, compare. You know, you can really compare it to like Fault in Our Stars. Yes. Um, Fair it's, comparison. It's kind of a funny story, which I actually, oddly enough, brought up for a completely different reason last podcast, um, where a, a boy finds love, and uh, I mean, in this case, it was mental health uh, in a psychiatric ward. So uh, something like that, where they're both sick um, mm-hmm. and kind of find love and in uh, uh, common ground in that. And then uh, Me Before You, that this also yes. reminded me of that. Have you seen that? Yes, I have. And I like that movie, movie, actually. Yeah, I watched it on the plane, actually, um, uh, a little while back. But, yeah, so it, it, th- those are the movies that made me think of. Uh, you know, the big themes um, in this were really, um, or I guess the theme that you see commonly in movies is, like, you want what you can't have yeah. in a romance movies. So, like, whether it's, like, the parents don't approve, like, you see that, like, yes. it's from the wrong side of the tracks, or, like, Romeo and Juliet, where the families are feuding. Yes, yes. Uh, or, like, society doesn't approve. So, you know, maybe it's, like, it's during um, a time when race relations were, like, really high, like, in, yeah. you know, racial conflict in, like, the 50s and 60s, and it's a black, couple, uh, a black man, white woman, or vice yeah. versa, whatever the case is. Um, or, you know, it's a homosexual couple and that's frowned upon like at a certain time. So you see that, uh, dynamic as well, or like infidelity. So, you know, you want to be with someone, but they're married and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to figure that or you're both married or, you know, whatever the case is. Um, and then in this case, you know, with, you know, the, um, the character's own mortality. So, you know, Hey, we don't have much time to live. Um, and in this case, this is the first time where I've seen where they're both sick and their sicknesses could hurt each other. So, like, that was an odd, um, or I shouldn't say odd, but, and I don't want to say creative either because it's, it's a real thing. But it's, it, was, it was very devastating to watch that aspect. Yeah, it was hard. there were so many different points in the movie where the characters were clearly hurting, but they couldn't do anything to console the other because they couldn't be within six feet of each other. Right. And then the movie was titled Five Feet because um, at one point, Stella, who's the main character, she just says, I don't care. 
Yeah. I just want to take off the other foot. Let me have some sort of control in my life. Right. So that part was they really exemplified the aspect and desire to control the surroundings because even um, Will did not want to control. He didn't want to conform to his regimen and his health right. regimen where he said, OK, I have really no control over this. So let me just let me just kind of throw the throw the towel in but then Stella wanted to she had OCD she literally said she had OCD right but she said that she wanted to control every single aspect of her life right so it's I mean that that part was devastating they did a at least in my opinion but then again I also preface this by saying that I don't know anything about cystic fibrosis right but they they definitely made you feel very empathetic towards the characters in that way so I left feeling um like I wanted to look in more into cystic fibrosis, which I actually did. I right. started just like doing a whole bunch of Google searches, but um, yeah. Um, so I think it did a really good job of shedding light on that because if you're not affected by that disease, then you're not gonna you're not gonna care. It's kind of like most things in life. Yeah, which so is unfortunate and sad. No, but I mean it's true. Um, I think they did get a, do a good job of again giving us a little background on the disease itself, and then um, and then playing that into the to the characters, pulling on the heartstrings. Uh, the characters are really lovable. I think that had to do with their acting, but then also, you know, more so than their acting. Again, when you have uh, characters, one, they're teenagers mm-hmm. and they're sick. So, I mean, your heart's just going to go out to them. Yeah. And you're going to feel more attached to them. So as the movie goes on and I'm like, wow, I'm really attached to these characters when initially I'm looking at, uh, you know, Cole Sprouse come in as this bad boy character will, and I'm like, I'm not buying it at first. And I'm like, I don't know if I, you know, last yeah. thing I saw you on was like Sweet Life, and like now you're like this cool, yeah, but edgy you- teen, and I'm like, uh. And then, and then he, you know, it started coming out that he's really charismatic, which was also, you know, I think he played that role well as I continued to watch. And then it made me remember like, oh, I guess like, in Z- again, <laughs> you have to, I have to compare it to Zach and Cody because that's all I know him from. <laughs> but like, I'm thinking like, yeah, I guess they were kind of like rebels on the show a bit, yeah. you know, in a different sense, but... Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think he was, I think he was the charismatic teen. He was a little clunky, a little insensitive, uh, and then kind of came around, uh, and then she gave him hope, you know, that was kind of the basis of their friendship. And then what turned into a relationship and love was, you know, her giving him hope where he kind of felt hopeless. Like he, you know, he didn't have a chance at living. So like why put so much effort into his regimen and his routine to stay alive, uh, when his time was limited anyway. So, uh, she gave him hope, which, you know... I, she did, but I didn't like the part where they implied the instantaneous, like, love at first sight thing with them. I think oh, I yeah. think that was a little implied. Yeah. And I, I wasn't buying that at all because, one, his character at the beginning was very annoying. Yeah. And he was just very... Um, he was just very, like, maverick-like, but not even in... He was a rebel without a cause, and his cause could have been his disease, but the way he went about it was just completely and totally cynical. Right. Where you could tell, like, she had a more optimistic take on things because uh, backstory, she had this blog where she would um, post on YouTube just, like, everything she was going through and how she was feeling. And even if she was doing treatment and she was live recording, she always had, like, a po- like a positive spin on things. And right. she didn't sugarcoat it, but at the same time, she was very um, into it. So I think the, the implication of the love at first sight thing was just very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> because clearly if... She, I don't. She shouldn't have felt that way. Yeah, I don't know, I, but then again, I, I shouldn't say how people should feel. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I think with yeah, I mean with with romance movies, it's always gonna be a little cheesy. Yeah, fine, there's gonna okay. be cheesy parts, and then you know, again with the with the love at first sight, that's always like as soon as you see it. I mean, you see in the description, obviously the the previews don't try to hide it. You know that they're gonna end up together. Yeah, you know that's fine. the whole base of the movie. But like when you see them, obviously like the first encounter, you're like, oh gosh, like really, that's how you all like just kind of. Like, you know, mad, and that's how you know he sees her, and is like, "Oh my God, who is that?" and follows her. But um, yeah. But yeah, but you know that you know that that's always gonna come. I was, you know, I was looking at it, and I'm like, it got me thinking. Like, I don't want to check WebMD anymore. Like, I was thinking, like, they were like, "Yeah, you know, cystic fibrosis when you have this buildup of mucus," and I'm like, "Man, I cough a lot," and you just start thinking, like, you start like I was starting freaking out, like, "Man, like, you know, sometimes I cough and and." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, wait, that doesn't mean I have cystic fibrosis. But no, like, I don't even look up WebMD now. Like when I have like, like one day I, I like slept weird and like my side hurt a little bit mm-hmm. like the next day. And I was like, I know if I look it up, like it's going to say something about like my spleen or something. Like, I don't know why I was, I was like freaking out. I was like, I refuse to even Google it. I'm just going to like 
because I just don't want to be scared the whole rest of the day. Yeah, so. no, I mean, I sometimes Baba D does a very good job of scaring people and yeah, just making making their worst nightmares real. Right, exactly. So don't do that. <laughs> oh. Um. So another part that I found. So when I I said that the story was overcomplicated, the character. Yeah. Let's talk about the character of Poe. Um, oh yeah. Because, okay, so he. Uh, are we allowed to disclose spoilers? Oh, 100%. Okay, yeah, yeah. so full spoiler. So he was her, uh, Stella's best friend, and he, he dies in the middle of the movie. Yeah. So Poe and Stella have been best friends since I think they were seven at one point, it was mentioned. Right. Um, he's gay, and he dies in a very tragic way where that whole entire scene was just so cheesy. Like, yeah. I, I, I kind of couldn't. I couldn't feel anything because just everyone was so dramatic about it, it and was, not in a good dramatic way. You know, and, and I know what you mean. I, so when I first, so when they first introduced Poe, first of all, it follows the, you know, and I was actually talking about stereotypical uh, things you see in romance films back when I was reviewing uh, Isn't It Romantic, which is a film that was making fun of all these things. And one of them is that uh, the main character uh, or the female lead always has a gay best friend. And yes, then sure yes, enough, sure yes. enough, you know, this, they, here we come with this film. They, they follow that same, uh, the same formula, but you do really like Poe, right? Like he's, he's charismatic. Yeah. You like Poe, you, you, um, you know, he's funny. So when they introduce him, I'm like, he's going to die. I'm like, I'm going to cry when he dies in this movie. Cause like, I just knew, I was like, yeah. he's, I knew he was going to die. Sure enough. He dies, and I didn't. I was like, not that I didn't care at that point, but it just got you knew it was coming. Yes, and um, and it was just so sudden, which I guess with with the disease it can be, but it just was no explanation. He just it, they, you know they go into his room and he's just on the ground and he's yeah. like he just is not breathing anymore. And again, understand that complications with um, with the sickness that can happen, but it just, I don't know, it just didn't seem believable. Yeah, it was very unreal. Not, I don't want to say unrealistic because, like, both it can of happen, us, right? Yeah, both of us are saying we, we don't understand the disease to the, the, the extent. Um, but they definitely played on, like, the token character. He was Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And at one point, like, at a couple points, he would say things and, like, throw in his little accent. And, like, right. I don't like when movies strategically, like, try to do that. Yeah. It's, yeah, 100%. For example. Yes. So, every t- so backstory about me. I'm Arab. So, mm-hmm. I always look for Arab characters in movies because we never have positive representation. Right. Ever. I, like, you literally can't think of a single positive representation. And Rami Malek wouldn't count because he never plays, like, he never plays Arab characters. Right. Anyways, because he's Egyptian, just won an Oscar, side note. Right. But, um, I didn't know he was Egyptian. Yeah, he's Egyptian. It's my people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Uh, I'm Lebanese, so it's not even my right. people. <laughs> you can claim him. That's fine. Whatever, he's Arab. Yeah, we'll get, um, yeah. Yeah, so there, the doctor, the main doctor was Dr. Hamid. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Hamid, you couldn't, so Hamid is uh, an Arab last name, but it was played by an Indian actress, but in the movie you couldn't tell if she was Persian or if she was Arab. Mm-hmm. And then the part that I found a little problematic was she had a British accent. So if you're going to take some sort of like person and you're going to say, okay, we're going to give them like the Arab role or like tokenize them as right. the Arab, but then you're going to give them the British accent, it's very very orientalist and very like western focus where it's like let's cater to the western audience of the the all white cast except for the token right. hispanic and then the, the black nurse right who yep. yeah so the the nurse was also black too so it was just right. kind of like one of those things where i think they strategically put people in like places yeah um which i'm all for representation right. and that's not what i'm saying I, I i just think that there were parts of it that were just very Unorganic and very intentional. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I actually was having this, it's funny, talking about Cole Sprouse in Riverdale, I was having the same conversation when I was out in L.A. last week with one of my friends. Um, he was talking about Riverdale and how it was a good show and how you should watch it. So I'm like, yeah, you know, all those, like, teen drama shows that come on, you know, the CW, Freeform. Um, I was like, it's always the same thing. And I said, they always have the same formula. They have, you know, there's going to, who's the black kid in it that, like, is really good at sports? Mm-hmm. Like, of course, there's a gay kid in it, right? Like, there's a homosexual kid, yes. like, either either boy or girl. What You know, you just know that they're going to throw it in there. And then there's going to, who's the Asian kid that's in it who is trying to live up to, like, expectations, like, academically? Like, they, they throw it in there. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so blatant stereotyping. Yeah. But, like, 
it happens. And it's not yeah. like, it's not just like, oh, this one show. Like, that's, and he, sure enough, and I have never seen Riverdale. And he's like, yeah, this, I was like, who's like the Hispanic character who's like from, who has like a shady family or from yeah. the wrong side of the, the tracks? And like, sure enough, like, so yeah. it, you just know that these things, it's, they, it's become, almost laughable how they throw it in there yeah um as if it's nothing but yeah you do notice that and like you said it feels inorganic because it's like that's not every single high school like every you know yeah like the uh the black nurse would constantly yell at them and she would tell them like you're not supposed to do this you're not supposed to do that like so it was like the whole angry black woman yeah like nagging yeah exactly for sure but at the same time her character was so powerful that i loved that aspect right so i think she was very multifaceted right which i i enjoyed um and i also enjoyed how much Stella loved her right because um Stella looked at for her for everything and also I found something a little problematic um so Stella's parents were only like a little bit in it yeah that was and I mean Will's mom too a little I just feel like if my kid was a cystic fibrosis patient but this is also like a nuance that's probably not even that relevant yeah but I feel like if my kid was in the hospital I would be like sleeping there and all that but i i mean that probably wasn't the focal point of the movie (laughs) i know i know but i mean but naturally that's what my mind went to that at some points too like hey where are these you know they don't introduce her mom till yeah maybe halfway through later in the movie and i'm like wait like if my daughter son whatever is in the hospital on a terminally ill with a terminally ill disease Mm -hmm. and again we saw with poe you mm-hmm. literally could die at any moment. Yeah. There's no way that I'm coming up to the hospital once a week, you know, yeah. what, you know, whatever to have lunch and then go home. Like yeah. I'm sleeping. I'm there. I'm, well, I mean, whether it's taking off work or working from the hospital, I mean, I'm making every effort, yeah. especially at least, or at least one of, you know, one of the parents at yeah. all times, a family member, someone there just to like, just to support. And they lost, you know, as you find out her older sister passed away. Yeah. And that was, over, but that was one of the other, other aspects of overcomplicating the stories that I yeah. felt because it wasn't necessary. It wasn't. It didn't nec- add to the story. No, no, it didn't. If anything, I think it it just made it. You were just more confused because she kept talking about this Abby character, and then at one point I was like, "Just tell me what happened to Abby. What happened to Abby?" Yeah. And so they were like implications of something very traumatic, and I, you find out that Abby was cliff diving in California, and she fell, broke her neck, died instantaneously. They said she felt no pain, but Stella still felt guilty because she thought that if she was there she could have somehow prevented it right um but it was just horrible too because it's like stella has cystic fibrosis she's in the hospital dying right and her sister the one person she loves is also dead and then her parents she also um says their their marriage died once once abby died and then they thought that stella was gonna die next which that that whole uh she goes on this little uh monologue with that that part was very sad and that part was very moving and the actress Haley lou yeah uh Lou richardson yes she did an amazing job i remember with that scene i was she did wow but abby was I don't want to say irrelevant, but she I, was a little irrelevant. You know, I will say I, f- I felt the same. I, so I felt that, you know, hey, that was kind of unnecessary. Um, I still feel like it wasn't, they didn't have to do it to get to the point that they were getting to, which was that her reason for being so organized with her treatments and having this such, such a strong will to live was deeply rooted in not just her being, a, you know, just wanting to live a natural human instinct, but more so because she felt like she had to live for her parents because they wouldn't be able to take, you know, all these things around her have died yes. and that her parents' family couldn't take losing her as well. Like she had to live for all these things, I guess, her life, you know, so that her life wasn't in vain, right? Yes, So yes, for sure. So I, I understood that. I got that, um, that point that they were driving home. Again, I don't know if it was necessary for her sister to die. And I, I feel like, you know, you have one tragic death that's fine. Like to, you know, I mean, and not that that has to happen in, in every movie, but you know, a lot of movies, there has to be like some huge problem or death or something like that. And typically it's like one guy. So I knew Poe. I was like, all right, Poe's up out of here. Like as soon as I saw him, I was like, yeah, they're going to kill Poe, right? Um, and with, I thought when they killed Abby or we found out Abby was dead, I was like, okay, maybe they won't kill Poe, right? Yeah. And they kill him too. And I'm like, all right, come on. Like she can't have all this death surrounding yeah, her. Like that's no. not... That's not necessary. That's just too much hurt for one girl to go through. Um, have you ever seen Monsters Ball with Halle Berry? I have not. I know it's a. I know it's a classic movie. Okay, um, but I have not seen it. So Monsters Ball, everything horrible happens that you could possibly think. Yeah. And 
you're just at the end of the movie. It's very, very draining. It's it's an amazing movie. Yeah. But it's just the most depressing movie. So I really? don't recommend watching it. Halle Berry <laughs> is phenomenal. Yeah. She rightfully deserved that Oscar. Yeah. But it kind of reminded me of that, but like in the cheesier, like really bad version of Monsters Ball. Really? Where like everything bad happens. Yeah, Monsters Ball, they did it in a very cohesive, eloquent way where this was just kind of sporadic and you're just like, oh, tragedy, tragedy. Yeah. I, f- I almost felt at one point that they just wanted you to sit there and cry. Yeah. And I didn't cry yeah. because... No, I didn't I didn't cry. I, it didn't, I also didn't cry at The Fault in Our Stars either. So, like... I didn't cry in that either. I wasn't... That one was, like, okay to me. Um, but um, they did have... You know, the one part that did have me, like, dang, that kind of hit me was when Poe died, but then she said, um, like, I never even got to hug him. Yeah. Like, that that kind of hurt me. Yeah. I was like, was like, I, like, that was my best friend, and I literally never hugged him because of their disease. Yeah. They can't be within six feet of each other. So that that hurt me. Um, That's crazy, too, because if you think about that entire concept where it's like you're around these people 24-7, and this is your community, this is your family, and it's like, right. for me, I, mean, I can't imagine going home and not being able to hug one of my family members or going into my right. community and not being able to hug one of my friends because those are the people I'm constantly surrounded with. Right. So you're right. That part was very moving and very just, I can't imagine not ha- hugging my best friend. Like, yeah. I, I would just, I would just be. Yeah. Like, you know, that, yeah. Coming within six feet of them even. But, you know, this movie had, you know, obviously a lot of tragedy as, we're, as we've gone yeah. on and said, but um, had had a few like, lighthearted parts um and the romance like it was a it, i think it was a good teen romance like i really believe them as a couple and i like again a sucker for like romance films so i was like oh that's cute like you know they're they were like a cute couple together um when he one of his initial pickup lines was asking if he could draw her so kind of similar to an oh, ode to titanic yeah that was but that so, part was cheesy. so corny <laughs> it was so corny but then i was like you know like did, would that would that work? Like if a, if a guy that you're like, okay, he's cute. If he asked like, hey, can I draw you? Like if he said he was like an artist, how would that? How would you feel? Me per okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I would just be like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I would. I for a while I would just be like, I I I would just be floored and probably not know what to think. Um, it's a, it's an odd request. Like it's either wow, that's really sweet, or that's super creepy. It's one of the two. I don't know if I necessarily think it's creepy. Yeah. I would just be very confused. Um. In that situation, I think it sort of made sense because he was an artist, but at the same time, it was just a very random request where it was like, I just want to draw you. Yeah, and, and he the, kept bringing it up. That's when it became creepy to me. Like, all right, if she says no, like, you can't keep being like, can I draw you? Can I draw you? Like, come yeah. on. Yeah, and the aesthetic in which he drew her wasn't even that cool. Like, they had just finished <laughs> working out, and he's like, please let me draw you. And she's like, okay, I'm just going to sweat harder. And so she was like, on her little, I'm gonna draw the sweat, and I was like, okay, this is getting this yeah. Getting like she was on her little workout machine, and then they like stopped working out, and she like sat in a windowsill, and I'm like, okay, that's a really cool place to draw. Did we ever see the picture? I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah, oh. they showed the picture uh, at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, they showed the picture at the end. Um, <laughs> but she, um, but yeah, that, that's like a that's an odd pickup line. Here's the thing too. So let's say a guy's like, hey, can I draw you? Like I'm an artist, and then you're like, you know, sure, okay. He draws you, and let's say he's, like, really bad. Like, let's say it's, like, stick figures. Like, mm-hmm. that kind of changes things, too. Like, it's like, all right, this just became, like, no, cute. No, like, <laughs> I don't think – I think if, if at the if moment – you act like it was good? No, I would <laughs> – I would appreciate it because I feel like if someone goes out of their way to, like, help you with something or do something for you, you should yeah. always be appreciative. Yeah. Um. Would you laugh about him behind his back? No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I actually think it would be really cute. I think when guys go out of their way to do cute things like that, it's nice. Yeah. But I would have to get over the, the initial hurdle of being like, this is an interesting <laughs> request. Mostly because no guy has ever been like, can I draw you? Yeah, I mean, I'm I've gonna, never, ever in life. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that line. I'm going to tell you how it goes. But I'm going to use that line. So I'm going to be like, hey, can I, can I draw you? And then like yeah. just draw like this terrible picture and just see if like they still like try to play it off and be like, hey, I was completely joking. I did not think you were going to say yes. And then maybe they'll like appreciate my humor and be like, okay, something's wrong with you. That's hilarious. But or maybe they're gonna be like, you're a weirdo. And I don't know. Uh, you should try it. Fifty fifty. You gotta feel it. Out. I would try it on guys, but I'm really bad at drawing, and I think they would just <laughs> be like, I think they would probably be okay I'd laugh. with it. I'd laugh. You would I, laugh. I, not to your face. I would. I mean, I don't know. I might. Oh laugh yeah, to your face. no, guys. Yeah, guys are really mean. They would. Yeah, go guys, to, guys they are would, not as sensitive. No, they would if go you to show all me, their you're friends. Just like, if, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure would. Um, They'd be like, "What do you mean you want to draw? Like, what do you mean?" I. I, <laughs> I actually. I, it's funny. I actually was talking to someone about that, who, he was like, 
don't know if they were talking or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And she was like a, a designer or something. Or maybe it was a, maybe she was an artist. And we were like laughing at her like Instagram page, like, yo, this is t- terrible. Oh no. <laughs> that's so bad. I know. Oh no, that's not <laughs> I know, nice. I know. <laughs> I'm a nice person, I promise. Um, I don't know, man. I know, right? <laughs> that doesn't sound like it. Um also, I was looking at like the pills that they had to take in this movie, like all the pills. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy amount of pills as you can imagine. Um, and I was like, I could never, I can't, so I can't take pills. Really? Fun fact about me, yeah, I can't. So, like, luckily, I've never been really sick. Like, I've never, um, I've never had to go to the hospital for like myself. Okay. I've never broken a bone. I've never had an infection. I've never, like, never been sick at all. Like, not like outside of like the common cold. Yeah. And like allergies. Um, thank God, but. Whenever I do like take like allergy medicine, I always take like chewables, like children's oh, chewables. Wow. To the, till this day, I'll go buy like children's how, chewables. How old are you? Uh, too old to be taking children's chewables. Uh, twenty-five. Wow, yeah. <laughs> quarter life. Wow. Okay, so wait, no. Have I, you pra- can, so? Let me tell you a trick. Actually, you practice with M and M's. So when I was like thirteen, no, I was younger than that. I maybe I was like eleven. And I had to take pills. I practiced with M&M's. My pediatrician gave me the, the great advice. Yeah. Hmm. So if you practice with M&M's. Hopefully I never had to take any, any medicine. Yeah. I mean, so hopefully we'll you see. don't. Yeah. But yeah. But if so, I'll remember this. Um, but yeah, no, I think, the, I think the movie had like, again, like some lighthearted parts. And I think, like I said, the romance was, was Wait, cute. Wait, so actually I'm going to stop you real yeah, quick because the, the one of the lighthearted parts, but it was also like kind of sad. Speaking mm. of pills is she put all of her pills inside a, a chocolate pudding. Oh yeah. And she would like mix it together. And she's like, I've been doing this since I was young. And it was just a lighthearted, but really sad part. Yeah. Because the whole notion that she's been doing it since she was young was just sad. But at the same time, it was cute because she was teaching Will how to do it. And she was right. like, she was like, look, it's fine. And like she always had a very positive outlook. She did. Which yeah. Was, which was really beautiful. She was it like was. a positive ray of sunshine. It was, it was really good to see. And it makes you just really step back and realize like, wow, things could be so much worse. Like there's definitely days like as we all have that are bad days um, or times like maybe periods in your life where you're like, man, this is like really tough and things suck right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you really sit back and you watch movies like this, like, wow, like if that, if this girl, and I mean, obviously these are fictional characters, but it's real, you know, there are, there are kids that are terminally ill in the hospital and they still find a way to smile and have a good time at times. So yeah. the fact that they can do that and then like, it puts life I'm into upset. proper like perspective. Yeah, you're For right. For sure, it definitely puts things in perspective, and it's like <clears throat> I'm upset because I got to Chipotle after ten o'clock and they were already closed. Like, you know, can yeah, I really, ex- you know, should exactly, I be upset about that type exactly. of you know silly stuff? But yeah, no. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you definitely think about that with these types of movies. Um, Cole, you know, what do we think about Cole's game? Again, we talked about the um, the I want to draw you line. But um, other than that, you know, I feel like his, his game was pretty on point. You know, no, if, I would disagree times a thousand. You know, he, uh, <laughs> he got her to come to an a-, a hospital atrium date. If you can get a girl to meet you in the hospital atrium for a date, I mean, you're doing, you're doing something right. I mean, in no <laughs> part of the movie did I find him charming at all. And I was, growing up, I love the sweet life of Zach Cody. So we can't even <laughs> say that I've had some weird traumatic thing when I was younger. Um... Maybe because, okay, so for me, I can, I can tell, like, I guess I'm going to put myself in her shoes. So I can tell if I like a guy, mm-hmm. like, like a guy in like three seconds of meeting him. Yeah. Or if I would have the potential, not if I like him, like, obviously. He messed up in the first three seconds when he was just really annoying and really like yeah. borderline condescending. And so I was like, who is this guy? I don't like his energy. I don't <laughs> like his vibe. Um, I was being very Stella about it, I guess, or just trying to put myself in her shoes. Right. So I don't think his game was on point, um, <laughs> but it, I, it mean, was I mean, he it was, was clunky, he but. was effective. Yeah. But then again, <laughs> if you look at the pool that she had to choose from <laughs> at the hospital, <laughs> I was thinking about that too. That, that actually goes to my next point of like, how bad would it hurt if someone cheated on you in that small pool of people in the hospital? Like you like find out like, Hey, sorry, still, I was like hanging out at the pool with this other girl. Like that yeah. would, I Dang. mean, it's kind of like high school, though, too, or, that even, is true. or even um, 
if you, I mean, were you in a fraternity at Michigan State? No, no. Oh, okay, cool. Good. Yeah. That's why we can be friends. Yeah. I'm just joking. Um, no. So I feel like if you're in really small circles like that, where mm -hmm. all your friends are connected, it's kind of the same thing. It is true. Yeah, but, that could but yeah, so I think it would probably be exceedingly awkward. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then also, like, you know, the, um, the nurse, what is, what is her name in the movie? Whatever the nurse's name is. She is trying to, throughout Barb. the movie, Barb. Her, her name was Barb. <clears throat> Barb. She's trying to keep them apart because she's trying to do her job and make sure that they're not sick. And she shares that <clears throat> she uh, cared after two other patients who end up actually dying and getting each other sick because they both had CF. Yeah, but um, how likely was... So I, I remember that part, but how likely... I don't know. You know, I guess I had to do like research on the back end to know like actually like what are the percent what's the percentage of that happening if they get within six. No, I oh, what are you saying? that part. Yeah. Oh, the likelihood of of her of her uh, of just like caring to two other people yeah. who fell in love in the hospital. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's just like hey, they're teenagers and like hormones and I don't know. But I, yeah, I mean, I've had the the privilege of not knowing hospital culture as I well. Th yeah. So, so I can't I can't speak on it, but I mean for the sake of the story, like she had been through that before. So she's kind of playing uh she's kind of playing the um what am I trying to say, the antagonist here a bit. Obviously she cares for them, loves them. Um, but as far as like their relationship, they have to kind of sneak and tiptoe around her to make sure that she doesn't see them because again, she's trying to keep them apart for their own safety. Um and then, you know, I start I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, wow, like in that situation. And um, and obviously they're teenagers, so their their brains are still developing. So they you know they don't really know how to make sound decisions like that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know as you can as an adult. But would you rather die? You know have, if you feel like wow I found the person that like I'm in love with. Like die ha like risk death to be happy or live longer. And again they, you know they're speaking through like every day is basically borrowed time. Okay. And then you know and then yeah what were you about to say? <laughs> I have a question. Do you believe in soulmates? I do not. Oh, okay. I don't think I don't think there's so let me let me clarify that. I don't believe that there's just like one person for every mm, person. Like there's okay. just this one person and if it doesn't work out with that one person, then you're doomed. Like I don't believe that. Um I actually have an odd theory that now that you ask, I have an odd theory that like there are certain people like okay, that there's certain soulmates for like times and then if you miss out on that opportunity, then like you can you'll have like another opportunity with like someone else. That's interesting. Like another soulmate, and it's like, all right, if you mess that one up, like, then here's another opportunity for like this one person. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's hard to describe. If you, I don't know. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I would just argue that Stella and Will were not soulmates. Yeah. Just, uh, I do believe in soulmates. Okay. I think that there is one person that is better suited for your life purpose mm -hmm. versus um, other people. But um, as far as Stella and Will go, I don't think they were soulmates just because their love was doomed and like their love mm -hmm. would have ended in their destruction. So I don't think That's that, I don't think that when we talk about soulmates, I think the conventional definition is someone that you're just so in love with and you think that right. life is sunshine and rainbows with this person. But I don't think that's what a soulmate is. I think it's a person that helps you that best helps you achieve your life's purpose. Yeah. So I don't think that, if they were to, they if they, end, if they were supposed to, yeah, be, they that, they yeah. didn't end up together. Let's yeah. let's just get that out there. Yeah, yeah. So they don't end up together at the end because he decides. So yeah. So if we go on and get to the get to the ending, you know, they end up not. Um, there's like this whole dramatic scene at the end, which is actually what made me knock it down a little bit on my on my <laughs> ratings. At the end, um, so after Poe dies, they leave the hospital, or she leaves the hospital in, in a fit, and is like, I want to go see the lights. So she keeps referring to the lights throughout the movie, which is the city, wherever, whatever city they're in. Um, they're on what appears to be like the outskirts of the city a bit, and she keeps looking out her window and seeing the skyline. So she keeps referring to the lights. She wants to see the lights. So, um, you know, obviously she's a, she's a big rule follower. She has OCD, so she never leaves the hospital um, when she's there on, you know, on these stints where she's getting treatment. So she's so fed up when Poe dies that she says, I'm going to go see the light. So she starts to leave. Um, Will follows her out. They walk, you know, however many, two miles out in the cold. Um, it's snow on the ground, so it's, it's wintertime. They're walking out there. They find a pond that's frozen over. Obviously, they start playing on the pond, and you're like, okay, obviously someone's going to fall through. Which yeah. is that's annoying too. I'm like, all right, guys, are we gonna be this over complication of the story? Come on, it was okay. it was so. That's what that that really pissed me off. So when they did this, so they go out there, they're playing on the ice. 
obviously Stella falls through. He saves her. He was not trying. He wasn't. He wasn't all like gung ho to like jump in the water either. Which I, you know, I don't blame him not wanting to get in the the freezing cold water. But at the same time, like he he definitely was not trying to. He just like reached his hand down. He was not trying to get. Yeah, in all like the way. I feel like if the love of my life fell, I would just jump straight and I would, yeah, like, wouldn't think. Not not a second a second thought wouldn't go through my head. So. Anyway, he saves her, gives her mouth to mouth, even though it may, you know, he may risk transferring bacteria. Um, but that was better than her dying and drowning and from uh, and also hypothermia. So anyway, saves her. They get rushed to the hospital. At the same time that she's there, um, they're out on the ice or whatever. Find out that there's a transplant for her. So yes. and it's it's really difficult as we as they allude to that for her to get a uh, a transplant because you have to have someone that fits basically your body description so yes. same height weight for the most part um and also uh they don't harp on this and i don't think it was the point but in order for her to get that person's lungs that person had to die yes. so a girl who was a teenager was in a car crash they're like a girl was in a car crash um and she was 16 she was 5 two, whatever all these specs are um and you know a good pair of lungs that fit a match so they're celebrating at the hospital that now she has a pair of lungs but in that same moment, someone else just lost a daughter in a car crash. So it is, you know, and that's real. Yeah. Like that's, you know, that's that's real life stuff. And it just was like one of those moments where you're just like, oh, it kind of like a it was twinge. a paradox. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. It was kind of. It kind of gave me a weird feeling. Um, but anyway, rush to the hospital. She gets a new pair of lungs, and the shelf life on that is five years. So again, this this is just a re up for five years. But um, but you know, there's still hope there. Uh, and then in doing so, after she gets out of surgery, he decides to. Um, put up a bunch of Christmas lights while she's getting surgery mm-hmm. outside of her window. So it's like, hey, I brought the lights to you. Really cheesy. He has some really, really cheesy monologue at the end um, and is basically saying, hey, I'm leaving. It's safer for me to be away from you. We can't be together because obviously if we're together, we're going to get sick. Like yeah. I'm risking I'm risking your life, yes. right? And, he, and he's found out at this point that his treatment isn't working. So he's going to die. Um, they're both going to die at some point, but he just didn't want to... Um, he didn't want to risk her dying sooner, especially after just getting new lungs. So that's how it ends. Um, again, really cheesy at the end, but overall, I did like the movie. Uh, I did th- I did like the romance throughout the movie. Um, so yeah, I like like the first love story. I always like those. So you are a hopeless romantic. I, I, I don't want. I, I can't. I can't uh, put that label on myself. Okay, that just, fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't believe in soulmates, so I guess maybe. Maybe not maybe so not. Much. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not necessarily like absolutely no on soulmates, but I. I don't know. I don't know. I have okay. to think through that. I have okay. to think through that one. Um, so overall, what would you give this movie on a scale of one to ten? Four out of ten. And the four. Whoa. And the four. <laughs> the four comes just simply Whoa, from. That's hot education of cystic fibrosis because i think it was a very worthwhile movie to see because it humanizes the disease in a light where you are not usually exposed to it yeah and you can see firsthand what it does to people but yeah sorry i'm a four out of ten um for all of the reasons that i expressed (laughs) previously so uh so because of how dark the movie is, I don't think I got to express throughout the review how much I really did enjoy it. I think it's it's the third, it's my third favorite movie I've seen this year. Oh wow. Uh seven point eight out of ten. Wow. Yeah. What were your other what were your one and two, if you don't mind me asking? Uh Spider Man to the Spidey Verse, which I th- which technically came out last year, but I saw it this year. And then what did I have as my two? Uh Green Book. Which really both of those you can you can argue either one can take that's top spot, but Green Book is really good. I too. didn't see Green Book. I started watching. I just got back from Dubai two weeks ago, and mm-hmm. I started watching it on a plane, and I fell asleep. Great movie, yeah, great movie. You should definitely I, I watch, that. watch it. I want to watch it. Spike Lee didn't like it though, so I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, uh, it got a lot of. It got a lot of. Push said it was back. a white savior movie. Uh, ish maybe, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I don't still want to see. I've heard very good reviews. I liked about it. it. The, I like Marshall Ali, the... and I and I like Green yeah, Book. So. He's great. You know, whatever. I mean, Spike Lee has his opinion that's fair, but I, I thought it was a good movie. Um, so, yeah, I thought this movie had great uh, great music, too. I thought the soundtrack for it was really good. Um, oh, no. That was also one of the critiques. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're no, killing can I me. tell you so? Nina Simone. No, I don't, I don't even want to hear it You don't want to hear it now? No. So, Nina Simone is, like, my favorite. All-time oh, so favorite you didn't like singer. that Should they, rendition of the song? Yeah. I, I saved the rendition on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was... Cr- 
I, I was just staring at the screen like, <laughs> what? And then I was like, oh, my God. But, okay, the song is beautiful, so you can't do it in a bad way. So if I yeah. had never heard Nina's version, I'd say, oh, this is a beautiful song. Yeah. So I will, I will give you that. Okay. But whenever anyone takes anything Nina, I just get mad. That's, uh, you know what? That's fair. I, that, there, there are definitely artists that I feel that way about. And I'm like, you do not touch that song. Don't touch it. She's so. my all-time favorite, too. So that's also that's why I have such fair. a strong opinion. Fair. No, that's, that's totally fair. Um, I think I know the answer to this. Um, but actually, we might have the same answer. Um, how would you suggest people go view this movie? Either opening night, yes, $5 Tuesday, Netflix, or don't watch it all? Uh, I would definitely Netflix it. So I have Netflix too, even though I really like this movie. Yeah. Um, because of the the type of movie it is, it just feels like a Saturday afternoon yeah. at home if you want to cry mm-hmm. movie. It doesn't feel like a like I have to get to go see that movie yes. right now. Like you're not missing anything if you don't see it right away. If you don't see it till next year, two years, it's not like a in the time movie. I agree. So, it's it's not timely and also for me, going to the movies is like one of my favorite things and it's yeah. always something that I want to feel very strongly about either like super happy after or just like right. I want to have a really deep conversation. And yeah. the movie didn't do either one too for deep, me. Too deep. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not the first person uh, to say that. But yeah. yeah. Um, but so I do definitely agree. I, if I It was on Netflix. I would watch it. And I would definitely, if my friends wanted to watch it, I'd be like, yeah, let's watch it. it you, you guys would learn a lot from it. Yeah. So I definitely recommend it. Um Good, so good. even though it got a four out of ten, I'm a harsh critic. We'll watch it again. We'll watch it. You know what? Maybe we'll watch it again. But this time, when we watch it, I'll like talk. I'll like narrate. Maybe so. Like maybe I give you a version <laughs> where like I talk about why you should like certain parts more. Oh, you yeah. would probably be very convincing. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, Todd, you're right. Like think I'll be like think about it like this. So, yeah, I can I can be convincing when you, I try. You were very so. convincing because even as you were talking right now, I was like, yeah, he's kind of right on like all of these. <laughs> I still, I still, a little better. We'll, we'll try again. When it's on Netflix, I'll, uh, I'll text you like, hey, it's on Netflix. You'll know what, I, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, I have two uh, kind of morbid questions for you. Yes. Um, what would your five-year plan, five plan look like right now if you knew you only had five more years left to live? Okay, so if I had five more years left to live, I would, one, quit my job. Okay. I'd quit my job and focus entirely on my podcast. Wait. And in between that time, I would travel um, I would volunteer a lot and specifically I would volunteer, um, at Wayne County jail. So one of okay. the biggest passions I have with my job is I, I get to work on jail health initiatives. Okay. So the incarcerated population is very close to my heart, not because I know anybody incarcerated, incarcerated, but because I think that they're a very vulnerable population, um, that exists due to systemic racism. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and then what else would I do if I was going to, I would every single day tell everyone I love how much I love them. And yeah. I think that's something I, I've tried doing more so now because I think that so we take time for granted. For sure. But I think I'm pretty content with my five-year plan if I was yeah. going to die. I mean, that's a solid five-year plan and I don't, I don't have one teed up either. I mean, I don't have... I'm asking the question. I'm expecting you to be like oh, on your no. heels, like, oh, I don't know. And I actually don't know. Um, five years. If if I had five years, wow. Um, I would man, that is tough. I mean, I would I would love to be married before I died. Okay. But like also like why would I do that to someone you know, someone else? Like that that would be kind of selfish. I think on my end to be like, hey, like, love you, and then we get married. I'm like, hey, I'm by the way, I'm dying. I mean, I wouldn't wait till we got married to let them know that. But yeah, but okay, let's go back to my soulmate definition. So if you were able to find your soulmate, oh, even after yeah, but even after your death, she would be able to continue in her life's purpose because she like received that love from you. Uh, so yeah, wow. don't feel bad about it. I like those rules. Um, yeah. So I yeah I I don't know I would that would I mean dying alone would just would that that would suck that would really really suck. Um, but yeah maybe maybe that. Uh, Probably too a lot of volunteer work. It really wouldn't make a lot of sense for me to work for money at that point. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like I might as well be doing something I love and like helping someone else. Um, probably more. Pa- I'm I'm very passionate about helping kids. I feel like they're very vulnerable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that would probably be what I would do. Probably I like volunteer. It. That would probably be if I had to do five years, just do that. 
Uh, eat a lot of Chipotle. Go watch movies. Are you a big run. Chipotle fan? I love fan? Chipotle. Why? Yeah, it's the one of the greatest restaurants of all time. You know, I got food poisoning from Chipotle once. That's your fault. That's your fault. I'm, bl- <laughs> I'm blaming you. That's how much I love them. Oh, That's, wow. Yeah, yeah. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I used to love Chipotle. I used to be like, Chipotle is the best when you just grab it, go, whatever. And then just, I had a bad experience. And unfortunately. Give another try. Give another try. <laughs> Todd, it was so bad. Oh, uh, no. Actually, was, you know, I've never had food poisoning, but I've heard it's like the worst feeling ever. So I, I don't blame you for not going back. I, if, if they gave me food poisoning, I probably wouldn't go back for a week. So. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, and then the other question I had was, uh, what, who is one dead person who you would love to meet who's not a family member? Ooh, uh, Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Mine is Mr. Rogers. I love Mr. Rogers. Wow. You see how opposite our people are? Yeah. Completely, wow. Completely different. Yeah. I love Mr. Rogers. Uh, would have loved to meet him. Uh, and everything. What would you ask for. Mr. Rogers? <sighs> That's a good question. Um, how did, probably how did he, I don't know. I don't know. That's very good. Maybe how he sustained like that level of like consistency and like kindness over so many years. Cause there's, I'm definitely again, way more cynical. So there are times when you get like frustrated, especially like working with kids, you have to be very patient. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're innocent, but still like kids can get on your nerves, you know, sometimes. So like yeah. how he just was so patient with them. Um, I love that. So I, yeah. I really love that, that. That was probably the toughest. Like that's probably the toughest thing when you work with children is like just the patience sometimes. Um, yeah. So yeah, and just understand like they don't know better. I said you know they get to an age where you do, but like some of them don't know better, and a lot of the times their behavior is a reflection of like what goes on at home, which for is sure, not in sure. their control. So again, just keeping that in mind and like top of mind when working with them. For sure. Um, that would probably be my question. Um, what upcoming movies are you excited about? Um, okay, so I'm very excited, but it's bad to say, movie, I'm ex- say I'm <coughs> excuse me. It's bad to say I'm excited because I don't know the title of the movie. It's the Jordan Peele one with Lupita. Us. Us, yes. I love Lupita. Very, very excited to see that movie. Yeah. Um I don't think I even saw the trailer, but I just like read like a little like blurb about it. Yeah. It looks am- amazing. When does, uh, do you know when it comes out? Yeah, it comes out this Friday. I'm actually reviewing it in like two weeks. Are I think. you? Yeah. How exciting! I'm yeah, definitely. So. I'm very excited to hear what you think about it. Yeah, I'll I'm, have to go see it before uh, you release the episode. Then. So I did not like. I when I and I don't want to go down the whole thing with this. I actually was talking about Rima about this yeah. um, when you all came because you left early, right? Did yeah, you leave I, early? yeah. Um, I didn't like Get Out. I did not like okay. Get Out, and I don't like horror films. But so we're. But I want to go see this because of how much hype I know it's going to get, and how much hype uh, Get Out got. So I want to see what he does with this. Um, I do like Jordan Peele too. So uh, and so we'll see. We'll see. I'm can not gonna. You, I won't pass judgment on it before even seeing it. So really briefly, can you tell me why you didn't like Get Out? Yeah. So I felt like Get Out, um, the message that it had, and the. So I understand and like the message it had. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was getting too much credit for how like well written it was and all the metaphors in it because it, to me it was very obvious. I don't know, and while I was saying this to Rima too, part of that probably is because I knew everything about the movie before going to see it because of Twitter, you oh, know, but because of social media. So it's more so people mess it up for me, and then I go see it. I'm like, wow, this isn't that deep. Like this is like obvious stuff. But then I had to realize that one. It might, you know, maybe it's just obvious to me because maybe I'm more perceptive or maybe it's speaking on things that I'm aware of. Yeah. And maybe it's not, you know, maybe speaking to, maybe I wasn't the intended audience. Maybe it was to people who didn't realize uh, some of, like, the cultural references in it. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I do feel like when someone, like, whenever a movie, like, has a metaphor or a theme and just kind of, like, slaps you in the face with it, I'm like, okay, you could have weaved that in more creatively, um, more clever. Like, I would have liked to see that. Yeah. Um, no, that's a really interesting point, too. So, um, we'll see. I wonder, I don't know, you might know this, who his intended audience was. I don't know, and and I don't know. We'll see. And then with us, I think now that I'll have, like, two Jordan Peele-directed movies, written movies to um, to compare to, like, understanding his style now, I'll look at it through that lens. And then, again, I'll go see it. Like, I'll probably go see it this weekend or, you know, sometime soon. So that, like, I saw Get Out, like, months after it came out. Wow, okay. So now I'm going to go see it, and I'll have, like, just like Todd's perspective on it and not everyone else's. And then I go see it through yeah. their lens. So like, I don't like reading like reviews and stuff like don't that for movies. It. Cause then you're watching it. Like you're now forced to look at it through someone else's lens. For sure. No, so, you're absolutely um, right. so I'll just go see it for what it is. And then 
you know, and then review it after that. So hopefully it's good. Like I said, I, I really like Lupita. I love Lupita. Um, Me too. I'm she's a, so beautiful as a, like an actress is. and as a person. So she's stunning. Um, the movie I'm most excited about is uh, which doesn't come out to October. Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. The Ooh. first Maleficent was really good. I'm really critical of. So I really like Disney, but I'm critical of their live action films, which I've said I think every single podcast episode that I've had for whatever reason yeah. that comes up. But um, but I do like the fact. The reason I don't or I'm skeptical of and really critical of the live action films because the the remake ones, mm-hmm. because it's like, hey, we have a great thing going right here with the with the cartoon. Don't go and mess it up with the live action. This though is an original take and spin on a classic. So there is no other Maleficent film. It's just taking the original story of Sleeping Beauty and then just telling it from a perspective yeah. of the villain. So I did like the first one. Angelina Jolie is great. Um, and everything, but she was amazing in this and really made the character, and I, I can't wait to see her come back. They don't have a trailer yet, but it has been announced. That's so can't exciting. Wait to see this that's one very exciting. Too, so. so, yeah, um, that's what I'm excited for. Uh, thank you for coming up. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This was so much fun. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you came up. Um, I am not a Dearborn girl, so I, I likely can't come on your <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but I will be a huge supporter when it does come I out. I love it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. Peace. <laughs>